Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse and the National Women's Soccer League both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 12 to 3 Eastern, 9 to noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and FS1. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Herd. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. This weekend, don't miss your free chance to win $100,000 of Terry Bradshaw's money playing Fox Bet Super 6. Scan the QR code, download the Super 6 app, and enter your six picks in the NFL Sunday Challenge Contest for your chance to win. By the way, with LinkedIn Jobs, hire qualified candidates more efficiently. Go to linkedin.com slash herd. Post your job for free. J-Mac with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. Ron Rivera made a very questionable decision last week to move off Taylor Heineke in favor of Carson Wentz. People didn't like that. I still don't know what it was about. Wentz was a total train wreck against the Browns. Three interceptions, and the season's over. Well, for Week 18, the Commanders are making another QB change. Despite earlier reports that signaled Taylor Heineke was going to start, the Commanders, they're going to start Sam Howell, the rookie out of North Carolina. They just announced it. Good luck to the kid. He's going to be starting this week against Dallas. Your first NFL action will be running away from Micah Parsons. Yeah, that's not a great start. I mean, it's listen, better than nothing, right? You're at least starting. He didn't play once all season. You got to see what the rookie's got just in case, you know, next season, who knows? Maybe, who knows? Maybe he wins a job in the offseason. He reminded me a little, a little of Baker Mayfield in college. I think Baker throws a better ball. I think he he had some ridiculous stats at UNC. I think like 35 touchdowns. Like, yeah, Yeah. he could fling it. No, he's he's good. I, I thought athletically, I don't know his size, but when I watched him in college, I didn't ask anybody so I could be totally wrong. I thought he had a little Baker. Baker's got a pretty good zip to his ball. Sam moves okay. Decent size. I don't. I don't. I don't think he's an NFL starter. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. All right. Let's get to the NBA. Boy, Colin, this guy cannot stay healthy. Zion Williamson, oh. hamstring strain, expected to miss at least the next three weeks. Zion has been utterly dominant. Just had the best month of his career. Yeah. Averaging 29 points per game. He had 43 last week, a career high. I mean, three weeks Zion out probably means like closer to a month. I know you think NFL injuries, if they say four weeks, it's probably two or three. Yeah. In the NBA, it's always longer, right? Well, you have a longer runway. 
you don't want to risk coming back. There's always been this urgency in the NFL to get out there and play. You know, there's this badge of honor to play kind of banged up. In the NBA or baseball, just there's no reason to rush back the season so long. Yeah, and I will just point out, uh, as a Lakers fan, Zion now out three weeks. Devin Booker's hurt. The Utah Jazz, remember they started all hot. They were like 11-2. and two. They're fading under Steph 500. Steph Curry's still out. Steph Curry's still out. There is, the door is ajar for the Lakers, Colin, to make a move and add guys. Not, not remove Anthony Davis, but add pieces. Have you seen the Warriors now playing some interesting basketball? You notice I like that? that. We're, we don't have to worry about the Warriors. I can't They're wait for the there. playoffs. Let's just get to Warriors-Celtics 2. Oh, wait a minute. We're, you don't want to see Zion versus Draymond Green in the no, playoffs? No, not really. I want to see the Warriors-Celtics again. I think the Warriors beat him again, but I listen. I I don't know why everybody dislikes. I think the Warriors are fascinating. I know their players. I know Steph and Clay and Draymond. I like Wiggins and Looney. I like. You, it. Wait, wait. You like Kevon Looney? Yeah, I like his. I mean, he's become an elite rebounder. Oh, he's worked his butt off. Oh, I liked him. Wait, I don't give know. me your top three watches in the NBA. Curry is obviously first. No, the Warriors are the best watch in the league. Okay, who's after that player or team? Memphis. Kind of with John Morant, yeah, kind of fun. No, you can you can start laughing now. It's not really Memphis, is it? They're your second favorite watch in the NBA. I like when they're on. I like watching John Morant. You know, okay, all right, that's a major well, shock. Who's your second? I think I got to go Luka Doncic. I think he's the best player in the league. He makes everyone better. He's unstoppable. He doesn't look unstoppable, but he is. Uh, Zion he, Williams is probably three. Yeah, I don't know. I like to me, Luka is going to end up top five score, but John Morant's just better. He's more dynamic to watch. He's more Derrick Rose, more vertical. Let's move more. on before I get myself in trouble with social media. All right, finally, after a year of meetings, the NCAA Transformation Committee, Transformation, sorry, who are in place to reshape the NCAA's archaic policies has produced a 40-page report released Tuesday to select media members. The most notable is to expand the NCAA tournament, That's men's the- and women's, from 68 to 90. Why? Oh, well, you just, what's the point? So uh, it, listen, it's not gets- an official change yet, but a further review is going to happen in June of this year. Final recommendations will happen next year. Colin, 90 teams in the NCAA tournament? Come on. Why do you mess with something great? I like, why know. Do- what's the point? It makes the tournament less interesting to me. The first two games are gross. Teams? Top seed. I know you're not watching college basketball. By the way, one and one on my bets last night in college hoops. I'm, think, I'm thinking about going to the UCLA game. When? Friday, I think. Who are they playing? Friday or I don't know. I was with friends last night, and they're going. I think I want to go. Can I get an invite to that? Or? Well, we'll see. It's a very it elite group. An exclusive very... crowd. I mean, goodness gracious. All right. Fair enough. All right. Uh, J-Mac with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Lie News. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook 
an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Well, he, he called the best game of the weekend. He called the Raiders-Niners um, game, which was wildly entertaining and very surprising. Uh, this week, he has the Rams-Seahawks game. So the Seahawks want to win, cross their fingers. Detroit upsets Green Bay. Mark Sanchez now joining us on the set. Fox Sports analyst, 10 years in the NFL. Great seeing you, Mark. As always, you've done a terrific job this year. Best Jets quarterback ever. Easy. That's Easy. right. Hey, so we, we, we've said uh, today was the um, – I've been following medical people on DeMar Hamlin. Sure. I'm going to get out of the opinions from the media. And there was some fairly uh, positive news. So in your – obviously, watching the players, I think once they saw CPR, it that's hard for a, a first responder to see. That is that is hard to see. Have you ever seen anything in your career? That oh, man. Not even close. Nothing like that. Not like that. And you've seen broken bones. You've seen injuries. You hear guys yell and scream and like, ah, and you see kind of some messed up socks and stuff, maybe a bone or, right. you know, and you're just like, oh man. Yeah. Like some, you know, when players like yell, when you see the players go like this. It's, it's trouble. To the side. It's usually like, ooh, he got, he got banged up pretty good. Um, never seen anything like that. I thought Ryan Clark and Booger and the people on TV that I don't know what I would do in a situation like that. It's so hard. Um, but I think they they erred on the side of caution and just talked about the player and hoping he's okay and that's most important. It's just um, it's it's really too bad because that's kind of the culture that's built. And I thought Schlereth did an excellent job yesterday, uh, saying like in the NFL you're just conditioned in football in general. You're conditioned move the drill, go to the next field, go to the other end zone and finish the drill, finish the game. Like that's what you you think. Sure, sure. You know that's naturally how you're wired. Um, but but I think they did the right thing the other night and push everything aside. Yeah, there's a, there's always been sort of a badge of honor in the NFL to play hurt. Of course. Everybody. In baseball, Yeah. listen, man, take the week off. Sure. Yeah. It's, it's just a different mentality. And, um, you know, you just feel for that guy. And you, so, it's a tough one for him and his family. So explain, because it was, um, I, I said on social media, I give up. I can't figure the league out. Jarrett Stidham goes up and down the field. <laughs> he went off. So, but... He did have his coach from New England and knew the system. That's it, the biggest part. He's a fourth-year guy, making his first start. Niners don't know what they have. In a system that he knows, more or less. Sitting behind Tom Brady for an entire year, 
watching him master all those situations, end of half, end of game, I said, uh, I said on air, I, uh, they're going to go down at halftime. I wanted to say they were, they were down 14-10, I believe. And I said, you know, Stidham's got to be smart here. I said, um, you know, like The Gambler, the song by yeah. Kenny Rogers, no one to hold them, no one to fold them. Nothing too crazy, dude. Get your team within a point at halftime. And then he goes off and drops a dime in the back corner of the end zone. Are you kidding me? Right. And, but, it was, but it was exactly right. Like, if you're going to take that shot, then take it with a conservative throw that's going out of bounds, and you're going to go make Superman, go make a Superman-type play. Right. And let Devontae Adams make you right. And that's exactly what he did. That was a, that was a, a harmless throw because it's going out of bounds, and you're not that – that ain't going to the defense. You're good. You're getting points no matter what. And I thought he played it perfectly – you know, the overtime, if he doesn't get hit, trying to throw that ball, it might be another one-on-one splash play, and they could walk off with it. So it was um, – that was too bad the way that it ended, but it was it was fun to watch. And I think, you know, the 49ers, that, that could be a good wake-up call for them because that's one of the best rosters in the league. The only thing I thought is, like, when you get into a shootout like that, that was Purdy's, like, first real shootout. Yeah. Because he had had the lead most of his, you know, three games leading up to that. In those shootouts at the right times – you're going to have to take shots over the top. Yeah. And when you do, you got to hit like one out of three. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't hit every one, you don't have to be perfect, but you got to hit one of them. All the deep balls were just a little bit underthrown. Just a little bit underthrown. Yeah, one no. got picked, um, but they just, like, you're going to need a little more juice down the stretch. If you're not at home, it might be cold in one of these other places. Like, you got to. Is there anything, Mark? Because when I look at the Niners, I think best roster in the league. Is there Kansas City in the fourth quarter and the Raiders move the ball? If, if I said to you, you had to watch what you did, the Niners, and then tell a team, here's the way mm. to beat the Niners. Is there a little I could take out of it as an offensive coordinator and say, well, there is a little weakness here? Well, I mean, they still scored. I mean, what was the final? Like, right, right. They, <laughs> they scored. Still, yeah, they scored. Um, you know, you're scoring on them. I thought... Uh, I thought D'Amico Ryans was doing his best. They actually didn't give up a ton of pressures, right? Neither team had a sack. So, like, if you can hold Bosa, okay, you know, and that's a tall task. you got to chip them, and it's got to be, um, you know, when they're going to get in those wide defensive ends like that, you got to attack them up the middle at times. But now Armstead's back, so he starts to put a damper on that. So you're going to have to double-team him, which means, all right, that's going to be a little late for Fred Warner at the backer position to now go diagnose the run and go hit that thing in the mouth like – it's a tough defense to beat. I will say, you know, Josh McDaniels did an excellent job of scheming that up, moving Devontae Adams around a little bit, yeah. putting him in bunches and stuff, and just trying to get their best player operating. You see uh, Waller shows up a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Renfro showed up a little bit more. So the Raiders have a decent roster. Like, it's they had opportunities. They were in games, multiple games, and lost a ton of one-score games, right? If you win half of them, they're playing for a playoff spot this Sunday. You know what I mean? If you win three of the seven – you're playing for a playoff spot this Sunday. So so it, it, it is interesting when you watch the Raiders, many have suggested Brady would go there. They have a lot of picks. If they could get a second or a third for Derek mm-hmm. Carr, they're going to have multiple fifths, multiple sixths. They could have multiple thirds. Yep. When you look at the Raiders, do you think to yourself, boy, if Tom is here, this is a special team? Or do you think... When you watch that personnel at no. the game, do you think there's holes that are too much to overcome? No, I think I think they're close. They're well, really do. close. I, I think they're closer than a lot of teams. I mean, they've had plenty of injuries, and Waller and Renfro have been kind of in and out of the lineup all year long. Remember the year before? I mean, 
either the last two years or whatever it is, looking at Renfro stuff going into last week's game, like at one point he had 120 catches in a year. Like that dude, I mean, he just wasn't there this year. He was hurt. So if you're using him the right way, which you would think McDaniels can do with Welker, with Edelman, with Amendola, the guys that they've, they've kind of created that position, right? That slot, short, quick, intelligent receiver that can go run around. Um, you know, I think a quarterback who knows that system, obviously Tom, somebody yeah. like that, or, or you bring in a rookie and try and steal Brian Hoyer, who's been in the system forever, somebody who can kind of help him uh, develop. But I think, I don't think they're as far off as okay. people think. I don't think they're just like, you know, bottom of the league garbage. They're, they're legit. Like they can play. They got pieces there that they can really run. So I made a comp the other day. So <clears throat> when Justin Herbert was at Oregon, mm -hmm. I had talked to GMs about him and they were very reluctant because they said, you know, there's not a lot of it. He's a big kid who throws well. And then Cristobal gets to the Rose Bowl Justin's last game and just lets him go. Yep. Don't need the backup quarterback. Yep. And I had two executive friends who were at the game on the sideline, one a GM that went, Tom Telesco, hmm. told me. He's like, yeah. you see him in person running around, you're like, yeah, that guy's yeah. great. So C.J. Stroud, similarly, didn't run around this year. They don't have a backup at Ohio State. Then they played Georgia. Ryan Day obviously says, kid, only way we're going to beat this team is you got to be Yeah, magic. I mean, he cut it loose. He, that's for sure. That's a great way to put it. So it's interesting. When, when I what you what you have the Seahawks game this week, and Geno's been fine. Mm -hmm. They've got two firsts. As good as Geno's been, I watched C.J. Stroud, and I thought, oh, Pete's going to get that. Yeah, I mean, Geno's been great. That's right? right. Especially with the way the season's gone, losing this, you know, pivotal player. In Russell Wilson, who's meant so much to the franchise, now you got to take over for a guy like that. Like, that's pretty tough. I mean, that's like Steve Young taking over for Joe Montana. Like, that's really, really hard, right? right? The right. bar's set so high. It's like, okay, well, what are you going to do? Um, but knowing Coach Carroll, I mean, he's he'll bring in somebody. I don't know if they. I don't know if what Geno did this year. Granted, it was incredible. I don't know if that's enough to say, okay, I'm going to pay you the going rate, which is thirty-five to forty-five million dollars for a starter over three, four years. Like, is did he play that well? I don't know. Now, if he played like Jalen Hurts or something and he had him, you know, in a playoff position three weeks ago and they won the division and all that, maybe. Maybe you say, okay, that's our guy. We'll get somebody in the third, fourth round right. to be his backup. But now it's, um, you know, where else is Gino going to go? Where does he know the system best? What's best for Gino? And most likely it's to stay there unless another one of these teams is going to break him off major, right? Or he's the bridge guy and grooms a guy and understands his role. But he's also, there's a buy-in aspect to that. Now, does Gino want to do that? I don't know. It's a better for the team to have two guys, to right. have a Gino who they know can play at the level he played at this year, and then have a guy with, you know, this incredible ceiling, and you hope that potential gets realized. So yeah. um, a lot of questions there. I'm, I'm curious. Obviously, you know, I'm supposed to talk to Coach this weekend. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, he's not going to talk about any of that. He's no. like so no, tunnel vision. I, no, I get it. But which, it is, is, which is the way he should be. Yeah, you talked about buying, and I think that's the right Yeah, term. that's going to be part of it. Is it better? Like, will your career financially, going somewhere else, you're probably going to make more money. Somebody's going to spend on Geno Smith. And whether he has to compete there or not, whatever. But football-wise, winning games, um, you're, you're – realizing your potential as a player with this system that that's worth a certain amount in its own right yeah. you know what i mean sure. compared to the millions of dollars you're going to make somewhere else but gino hasn't ever signed that monster contract 
So it was almost like Teddy Bridgewater. Would he have been better off staying in New Orleans? Probably, career-wise, like football-wise, yeah. performance-wise. But he'd never signed like that monster deal, so it was time to go make money somewhere. Right. And that's the decision he made, and nobody's going to fault him for that. Mac Jones, Boomer Esiason said, don't love the body language. Um, Trevor Lawrence was dealt a bad hand. You don't see bad body language. Two has been dealt a bad hand. I have defended Mac Jones. I like my quarterback to be in the moment and intense. Um, but there is now multiple people saying, body language, Mac Jones, what do you make of it? I think it's kind of becoming something mm -hmm. like it comes off like he's whining or like, like bratty almost. Yeah. But I don't know if I totally buy that. And a lot of the body language talk is like it. Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, you know, even Drew Brees, maybe not Drew Brees. He was like a robot. Um, you know, there's some other really good players in this league who absolutely lit up officials, <laughs> lit up coaches. Like I've heard Tom Phillip just Rivers. absolutely eviscerate a white hat before. And I was like, whoa, that was wild. But, you know, do the palms up, kind of throw their arm. Eli Manning, like guys. But if you're winning and you've won a Super Bowl and sure. you're successful, like everybody's like, oh, that's the fire I want. But if you're losing and you're not performing well, then it's now all of a sudden, oh, you're, you're a whiner. You can't play this position. Right. You're a baby. You're too emotional. Right. So yeah. I don't know if I totally buy that. No, that's good. Um, yeah, it's, I, it's just kind of like a fair weather kind of. Yeah, I thought Jay Cutler, I, my takeaway, Jay Cutler's was the worst I ever saw. Well, he just seemed apathetic at times, just kind of like, eh, whatever, take it or leave it. But at the same time. That's like, because he was. <laughs> but, then, but then he'd throw just an absolute seed oh, through no. like four defenders. You're like, whoa. No, Jay had, that a, was great, incredible. He like, had a great so, arm. All right, stick around. Mark Sanchez, other end. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller. It would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Teams are knocking on the door of the conference finals, and DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered every step of the way with same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out. As the NBA postseason winds down, it's fantastic. Super easy to get started with DraftKings. If you're a first-timer, really easy. Try betting. 
betting on something like a team to win. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook's app, select your team, and place your first bet. It's that simple, really. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Mark Sanchez joining us. So, um, you know, Sean Payton was on earlier this week, and he was really honest about it, about the Tua situation. He said that Bill Parcells told him, top 15 picks, tape prototypes. No small quarterbacks. Hmm. That would mean no Bryce Young, no Tua. Big, strong, 6'3", 6'4", move around. Um, Defensive ends, nobody with size issues. Sure. The only exception Bill Parcells would say is if he if he's a little short was does he walk on water? <laughs> like is he is he you know if Deion Sanders is an inch short and you're like he walks exactly. on water. So I look at Tua and his backup Teddy, and I say to myself I'm looking around at Burrow in the AFC and Herbert and Allen and Mahomes, and I say to myself I can love the kid, but there's an availability question here. Derek Carr, Brady. Go get a Kirk Cousins. Yeah. I do wonder in that front office, everybody's job is tied to the quarterback in this league, Mark. Yeah. Do you, I think at some point you have to come to terms with maybe Tua, this 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 sport is not great for him physically. Well, I think once the injury stuff kind of comes up, whether it's him or Garoppolo or any of these players, it's just now you're like, okay, what am I, what am I going to get on like the return on my investment, right? Is right. this guy going to be available to our team? And if he's not, we got to start asking some questions. And unfortunately, because of the way things have played out with Tua this year, you got to ask those questions. And it has nothing to do with really his performance. I thought he's played more or less really well. Like you yeah. finally put pieces around him. You get him in a system where he's comfortable. He's having fun playing the game. He's learning how to manage the the uh, peaks and valleys as the starter in this league. And he was really maturing into this, you know, legit player. And now it's like, okay, well, what do we do? And what's best for him, you know, physically, emotionally, mentally? And then what do we do as a team? So um, you, you can almost guarantee they're having those conversations. Like, okay, is it Bridgewater? Do we go make a run at someone? What, what's our move? And, it's, and it sucks. And that's hard. That's the, the physical part of the game that – you know, is unfortunate, and he's got a couple tough breaks. But, you know, the kid he played his butt off this year after everybody wrote him off. No, so he's, he's, great. he's a great you're like, kid. You're just 
bummed for him. Yeah. So when you, all the teams, you've done a great job uh, broadcasting this year. I've, I've told people through the years, the hardest single role in broadcasting is the NFL analyst. Because every 12 seconds, you have to say something smart, and you better hurry up. You've got eight <laughs> seconds. I can extrapolate for hours here. Sure. My stories are all too long and boring. You've got eight seconds. Yeah. Go. And then wrap it up, babe. See, I kind of like it. I like that kind of pressure of it. And then what's, you know, and maybe I'm pulling back the curtain a little too far, but you also get to see the play like four times. When it happens, you watch it live. Then you roll back the tape, so you watch it in reverse, and you're still getting information when you rewind it. Yeah. Because you've watched, I've watched tape forever, like my whole life. Yeah. So as you rewind a play, you see what the play is, and then you confirm it kind of in reverse. Then I see it again, and then I see it from the high end zone, like the dissected cut. So part of my thinking is if I can't diagnose a play and explain it after I've seen it four times – my ass shouldn't be in the booth. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of just, maybe that's a screwed up expectation. No, but. But that's just kind of where my brain went. And going into it, I have to be completely honest. I was terrified. I know. To call games. You told and me. And I felt like I was treading water last year, like halfway through the season. I was just like, oh my God, I'm going to ruin a name. I'm going to say the wrong guy. Like the other day I said, Nick Chubb instead of Bradley Chubb, like right. multiple times, right, you right. know? And, you know, stuff like that. Like, I was too scared of that. Yeah. And then I finally just cut it loose. I think after the London games this year, and yeah. I was just like, dude, let's have fun with this. You love this game. You love ball. Like, go go cut it loose, man. Have fun. So you watch the game multiple times. Tell me the team. You've mostly had NFC teams, but it could be an AFC team. Mm -hmm. Tell me that we see this every year. Cincinnati shocks us. Is there a team you've seen mm. and you think, you know what? They are in person. They're better than people think. They're a playoff well, team. Yeah, I think, honestly, the Giants. And, okay, and it's, it's been a while. Other right. than, like, everybody sees what the 49ers have done. They're just fun. to. That's probably my favorite team to watch, I think. The Niners? Uh-huh. I think um, Seattle, when they started to really peak earlier in the year and, like, were coming on and surprising people, that was fun to watch at the time because you go back and watch the tape and you're like, dang, dude, they're just sound. And right. here goes... Uh, Kenneth Walker, and he's about to explode. But the Giants, to me, were um, the belief, watching them in warm-ups, talking to the coaches, talking to Daniel Jones, knowing his back's against the wall in that market, and then wills this team to a playoff berth. Are you kidding me? With, with I mean, I, I hate it for him because I'm a quarterback, but, like, who's my guy throwing to? Like, the tight end they had from San Diego State got hurt for a while, was in and out of the lineup. Uh, they lose Tony, who was one of their top picks a couple years ago. Like, they're trying to figure it out. Right. And it's hard to play like that without reps and throws to those players. And this kid's still getting it done. On third down, he's got guys hanging all over him against Green Bay in London. We called that game. He's all bloodied and beat up. And he's still just standing in there taking shots and delivering accurate throws. It's incredible. Him and Saquon have done it all. Like, that, they that run to me now. was wild. Mark, you know, Dayball did that with Josh. He's, oh, yeah. He's running Daniel Jones now. Oh, there's like six or seven. And he's bigger than you think. Oh, he's way bigger than he. That's a big, tough dude. He's <laughs> He's gotten a lot of heat. Uh, you know, I don't want to be the quarterback apologist up here, but at the same time, like, that dude's been through a lot in that market, and to come out of it, come on, man. That's like, so you that's could all see the grit them, you need. You could see them going to like a Minnesota and winning or toe-to-toe -to -toe with They're going to shock somebody. They're going to like totally derail somebody or take them down to the wire. 
right? Just because their defense is so multiple. One yep. of these teams that hasn't played them much or only played them once and thinks they're getting one game plan gets another. Um, you know, the way that they've finished games, the way that defense is playing, I mean, the two studs in front, Dexter uh, Lawrence. Yeah, Dexter Lawrence and Thibodeau. And, and, Thibodeau, yep. um, and um, my USC guy. Leonard. Uh, uh, yeah, Leonard. I mean, are you kidding me? Those guys will wreck a game. Those guys will ruin someone's playoff hopes, you know? And um, So they've invested some money in that front and oh some yeah, draft and, capital. And Wink Martindale's got those guys playing great. I think their biggest issue is really um, a lot like the Jets the other day, like the interior coverage of backs and tight ends. If you get into, like, pony personnel, I think that's been difficult with them um, for for Tate Crowder and those guys would to Would you rest to any around. starters or would you just play them? For the Giants? Yeah. Like he said, J Mac said, just don't play Barkley. Everybody Cause, else, because they're in no matter what, correct? And they they have no, there's no seating issues six. with them. They're locked into yeah. six. Yeah. So I don't know if I want you. There's three ways to do it, right? And I think we're running up against time. But three ways to do it: you either sit everybody, right? Um, you do the you know preseason type deal where you where you um, where you do like a quarter or a half or That's something like that, I just to do. get them rolling and moving around and feeling good, and then. Um, or you just play everybody and fingers crossed nobody goes down. Uh, I'm curious to see what Dable does. Um, but I mean, that guy injecting life. Oh, he's into my that, coach of the year. Uh, it's wow. And there's some good ones too, right? I mean, O'Connell's been great. Shanahan's been great. Like, there's that's um, Zach Taylor too. I mean, the Bengals wow, were no like, no kidding. And they lost at the beginning Mixon. of the year too. Is yeah. Yeah. Hey, bud. Great, great job this year. Appreciate, appreciate you coming it. on the show. Thank you. And um, we'll be back for playoffs. Don't kick me off too soon. No, (laughs) always welcome, buddy. Intelligence (laughs) runs in the family. Innovation runs in the family. Extraordinary runs in the family. The 2023 Mercedes-Benz range of SUVs. Every member's waiting to impress. Learn more. Go to MB, that's Mercedes-Benz, MBUSA.com, MBUSA.com. For J-Mac, Ryan, Mark Sanchez, Channing Crowder was great. Albert Breer had all sorts of... Derek Carr stuff that got us thinking for two, three hours. See you tomorrow. It's the herd. It's Freddie Prince Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.